everybody. Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast. I'm Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And today we are discussing the big episode, episode 109, Homecoming. This is it, guys. This is what we've been waiting for. This is when we have to save the cheerleader. A lot of big stuff happens in this episode. It really just propels us forward through season one. Before we get to all that, uh, we have a few other little bits from this episode to talk about before we just go straight to Texas and deal with what is most of the episode. Uh, but yeah, Rachel, new business, old business. What's up? Uh, the only, I have a little bit of new business, which you might notice on your feed, there is a bonus episode available. <laughs> it is a spoilery bonus episode where we talk about Siler and it's so spoilery, you guys, like it's not playing. It's, it's deep. So. We go all the way to the end of the series, pretty much. So, if pretty you, much, yeah. If you're bored and you want something more to listen to, feel free to listen to the bonus episode and yes. give us your input on that via our various ways to get a hold of us. Also, uh, we're gonna try to do more of those, and hopefully, they won't all be Siler, but I make no promises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So check that out. We. <laughs> It's it's Rachel and myself having um, a real spoilery-filled conversation about whether or not Siler has a certain power. Yes. Um, which has been something that popped up in the fandom quite a bit throughout the show. And probably on people's rewatches, too. But yeah, check that out. Let us know what you think. But right now, we are going to focus on our regular rewatch activities. We are uh, doing Homecoming. But first, we need to see what's going on with Jessica and Micah and DL and get that sorted because not a lot happens there, but there's, there's some forward motion. So yeah, Rachel, what, uh, what's going on over there? Ooh. So they were not in the last episode, if you recall. Mm -hmm. And in the episode they were in, DL was on the run with Micah and Micah made a phone call to his mother who he realized, whoops, it's not mom right now. (laughs) <laughs> she's not here yeah while well, no. she was loading guns getting ready to come find him because nikki had begged jessica to take over because she just wanted her son back so we open up the episode for the sanders family with jessica at a like gun range in the desert pra- um testing out this big like sni- military grade sniper rifle and the guy who's selling it is like it'll go 400 yards through body armor like you must not want to look whoever you're going to deal with in the eyes hmm. And she's like, well, I'm going to go kill the man who took my son. And the police can't help me because, as we know, DL can easily get away from the police. And so she needs him to not see her coming because she's going to take him out. Yeah, it's the only way she can get close to DL is to do it from a distance. Otherwise, he'll just go boop. Yeah, it'll just phase. He can probably mm-hmm. let the bullets phase right through him. I'm sure he's done it before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Has to have. And she pays two grand for the gun. I think two grand. He says too large. Is that two hundred or too that... large? That's two. That's that's uh, that's two grand. Two grand. Okay, so she pays two grand for the gun, and yeah. we see her glance at the van mirror, and you can see Nikki in the mirror this time, and she's very upset. And Jessica gets kind of gleeful and is like, "We're going hunting." <laughs> like, oh, Jessica, you are a delight. <laughs> oh, I love Jessica. I do. I do as well. So we then go over to DL and Micah, who are in Utah, and they're at a pit stop. They're going to go into a diner. And Micah this whole time is like, we have to go back. We have to help mom. And DL's like, we cannot go back to your mother. She is freaking crazy. It's just you and me right now, kid. 
and you know we're partners we're partners micah we're like batman and robin and i liked his like I, but i'm not wearing any tights you can wear the tights micah <laughs> but i'm not wearing tights <laughs> and as dl goes up to the diner a cop pulls in and that kind of spooks him so he acts like he's getting a paper and then turns to leave but when he turns to leave micah is gone so <laughs> eventually we see that DL finds Micah at a bus stop because again, Micah wants to go home and save his mother. Yeah, you know, they have a little conversation and he's like, you can't, you can't do this. And he's like, now you know how it felt when you left us. And burn. <laughs> Micah's like, it got really bad after you left dad. Mom is not herself. There's Jessica and she's sick. She can't control it. And she doesn't know about her as far as I know. And earlier in the car, DL has said that he still loved Nikki. And so he's like, dad, if you still love mom, we have to go save her. And that clearly cuts to DL. And he kind of decides, yeah, all right, we'll go back to your mom. Because it wasn't Nikki who betrayed him and did the job. It was Jessica. Mm -hmm. And Nikki doesn't have control over it. So again, we're seeing how good of a guy that DL is. Oh, yeah, he's great. So they head back to the diner. And he's like, all right, we'll go back to Vegas. And then Micah drops the bomb like, well, dad, we don't have to go all the way back to Vegas because I called mom <laughs> and she knows where we are. And DL's like, oh, shit. <laughs> get in the car, get in the car. <laughs> and as he's frantically trying to get Micah in the car, we see that Jessica's across the road with that fancy new gun with DL in her sights and she pulls the trigger. And that is all we have. For this episode for the Sanders family. Yep. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot and a nice little like cliffhanger that kind of mirrors the whole like is Nikki dead thing where he left her on the floor. It's like oh is DL screwed? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Is DL dead now? Yep. Their, their whole like spy versus spy thing. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Yeah. Oh. They needed to have this little bit with them because again they weren't in the last episode and yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta keep up with everyone, uh, and it's a big cast. Oh yes, oh yes. Like who isn't in this episode? Um, technically, yeah, everyone's in it. Oh okay. Some people Except, less wait, no. than others. Wait, no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Isaac's never mind. not in it. Isaac is. Uh, oh yeah, he is. He's Isaac for like a hot second. It. Yeah. Uh, Matt's not in it. We're so bad. Matt's not in it. Oh Matt, yeah. Wow. Okay. Womp womp. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of characters. Everybody's <laughs> here. Nobody's missing. Oops. I'm sorry, Maddie. Okay. I'm not. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, um, Matt's not in it. Everybody else is, though, because, yeah, reasons. Even if they're in it for just, like, a few few minutes, which I think, like, Nathan is and um, Isaac. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. And Hero. Hero's also in it for And Hero. I was waiting. I was like, who's going to say Hero? Who's going to spoil that Hero? We find out where he is and (laughs) and what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, we already know because we saw the photo, but like we see it. Yes. So anyway, Uh, Uh, it's yeah. The gang's all here, actually, for the most part, Uh, except for Matt, who is, uh, again, suffering from the geography of it all uh, because he's not he's not where the action is right now. So at least not for the moment, not for the moment, but that'll change. So, so, guess who else is yeah. here in this episode, Keisha? Is it Mohinder? Mohinder. Mohinder's here. <laughs> is he still in India? Yeah, why don't you tell us about what he's up to this episode? Okay. All right. Uh, so, 
let me tell you about Mohinder this episode. There's not a lot of new business. He's mostly just struggling with the same stuff from last week. Uh, he is trying to deal with the revelations about Shanti and about Chandra's whole state of mind in, in going to America in the first place. Narod's trying to deal with this, his uh, colleague and friend, in a very, like, flustered, like, oh my god, I have to do this again kind of way. Like, dude, it wasn't a Dreamwalker kid that showed you all this. Dreams are just crazy, okay? Dreams are just remnants of your subconscious, just putting stuff together. This doesn't mean anything. You shouldn't upend your whole life again. Uh, just when you're about to settle back down. So he's trying to, you know, talk about, like, dream theory and Freud and everything. Mahinder's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I need to find this kid with a soccer ball. So he goes about to find Sanjak Iyer, and uh, he's going all over, you know, different neighborhoods and the like. And I love when Nirod's like, hey, man, one look at your fancy shoes and we'll both be waiting for our lives. Because they're in, like, a not great neighborhood in theory. I mean, but that's just the whole, like, an Indian caste system thing. Like, I'm sure it was fine. Anyways, um, so... Mohinder is just, and, and I love that bit though, because it's so about him being so goddamn naive and willing to throw himself into danger for answers. And that's going to become so much of his story later, very soon, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, much like his father. Mm-hmm. So it's so great because he finds this guy and the guy's like, yeah, 500 rupees. I'll tell you where that kid is. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. He's forks over the cash. He's like, yeah, he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I was like, oh, Mohinder, you're so dumb. And I, I love you, but come on. He did deliver. Uh, so he, he did deliver. <laughs> he's like, he's right there. Pay a guy for a job. He does it well. Um, no. So he goes right over to him and he's like, hey, you came to meet my dream last night. And... Uh, Sanjog, I love how he doesn't even hesitate. He's like, yeah, you know, that's kind of my thing. And uh, he he does like the whole like vague speak about, because Mohinder's like, I need answers and I need to know. I have two paths in front of me. I don't know which one to take. And Sanjog's like, mm, you already have the answer you seek, though. And this, this kid being wise beyond his ears. I love it. It's such a good trope. Uh, so later on, Mohinder does more dream walking. And Sanjog shows him a convo with Nirad and Chandra, which is exactly like the one they just had, where Chandra is clearly dealing with the dream walking and such and, and trying to find this kid. And Nirad's like, oh, my God, like, this isn't a thing. And Chandra's theories, I guess, are getting louder and louder. And he actually made a presentation about them to the board. And Nirad's like, they're going to strip you of your tenure if you keep up this stuff. Like, what are you doing? You're going to lose your status, and that's important. And you need to you need to quit. Um, he's undeterred. He's undeterred. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm on the right path. I, I, I need to do this. And we see this amazing scene, which is so... Oh, I love this scene. I'd forgotten about it. Is that Mohinder, when he first read the manuscript of Activating Evolution, was all about that life. He was like, yes, this is exciting work. This is really amazing. We need to do this. And Chandra was like, yo, 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 no, 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 no. Like, I can't have you going down with me. I've taken on the, you know, what this is going to mean for me socially and otherwise. And I'm not going to have you go down with me. So he does the thing where he's just like, no, how dare you steal my book? And you, and I want nothing to do with this. I don't want to work with you. And it's so great because it's like, you see Mohinder and he like try to come together. And Chandra just trying to be 
a dick to keep him away from all of this because he knows it's going to get messy. It's already getting messy. So he's trying to protect his son and it's actually kind of, it's kind of sweet. Um, but Mohinder mentions, hey, we could use the human genome project. We can locate these people. Like he has a lot of good ideas. Saunders is like, nope, 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 not doing it. You're, you're going to stay the hell away from this. This is my thing. This is my research. You know, nope. I don't want you as part of this with me. And, uh, he finds, uh, where does he first hear the heart of stone thing? Like he, um, it's just, it's just Darwin. It's him talking about, or not Darwin, but like he's fucking Chandra quoted it. Chandra was like, Darwin says a man should have no wishes or affections, a heart of stone. There we go. There we go. Um, so when Mohinder wakes up, he's like, heart of stone, heart of stone. What gave you a heart of stone? What did it? And he's trying to crack the password to the research that's on Chandra's computer, that, you know, DNA strand matrix code that just keeps going. And uh, so he tries a couple different passwords. Darwin? Nope, not Darwin. Siler? No, 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 not quite that. Uh, And he tries Shanti. And obviously Shanti gave him the heart of stone because... He loved his daughter so much, and we're going to find out a little bit more down the line about what actually happened to Shanti, too, and what spurred Chandra into a lot of this, I don't know, mess. But, yeah, it's it's Shanti, and as soon as he puts that in, it unlocks the list. It's the list! Uh this is the next big piece of promo that they used after Save the Cheerleader, Save the World, which we're going to deal with in a, in a little bit. Um... The list, it was a thing that they would have on ads. And so they'd be like, are you on the list? And I think there was like a website where you could put in your name and stuff, couldn't you? I think so. And I think it would bring up the list with like a couple of names on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what the the list site was. Me neither. I know I did it once though. But yeah, uh, that's the list. And it's going to become a big, big deal later on because certain people are probably going to want it. And they're probably going to get close to certain other people to get it. Um, but it's fun because when it pops up, you can immediately see characters' names that we know. Uh, DL pops up on the list. Yes. There were a lot of, like, screen caps of it. Mm-hmm. So you can easily find uh, various character names on the list and then a bunch of them that say deceased. Ooh, I wonder why. And, um, <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he cracks the code. He's got the list. And that's it, man. It's, uh... It's over for Mohinder in India. He turned down Mira's job offer. He's going back to the States. Uh, He's got to find them. He's got to tell them who they are and warn them of the dangers they face. And it's a really nice concept, but it's not how it's going to work out for him at all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, good good intentions, road to hell, all that. Um, But we'll we'll get there in a few episodes because... uh, that's that's gonna be most of Mohinder's function in season one is uh, just facilitating us meeting new people with powers and dealing with the threats that they uh, sometimes get ha- uh, sometimes have brought right to their doorstep. So yeah, that's Mohinder. That's where he's at. Uh, so now, uh, any, any further thoughts about Mohinder before we move on? I think you covered pretty much everything about Mohinder. It's not a lot. No, it's It's mostly the stuff from last week again. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing with the DL and Nikki and Micah. They're in here, but they're not the point of the episode. No, they're not the focus. No, I don't think Mohinder is in the next episode. Is he? I don't remember. 
I don't think he had anything to cover because we've seen so much of his like past stuff. Yeah, in these I think last you're right. couple. I'm gonna look though. But yeah, because this Chandra is like his is. little mini. Chandra definitely is. Yeah, I don't think Mohinder is in this next episode. But now you have me looking. So, so yeah, we had to we had to check in with Mohinder for sure before six months ago. Yeah, no, nope, no Mohinder. Only a few people get focused on in six months ago, really. Yes. Mohinder's not in the next one because his dad is. Boop, there you go. Um, <laughs> Are we ready to get into the crux of the episode? Oh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The titular Rachel. homecoming. Rachel, what happens? What's What happens at homecoming? Where, what's Claire up to? What's going on? All righty. Buckle <laughs> in, kids. <laughs> Have your snacks. <laughs> We're in for a ride. We really are. So we open up the episode with Claire being pretty annoyed about the whole homecoming thing because she is not really hanging out with her fellow cheerleaders or football players anymore. She is basically the pariah for um, what she did to Brody, who we do see again. (laughs) Fuck Brody. And we do see him in this episode, like beat to shit in a wheelchair, kind of like not quite aware of what's going on. But still at school. Which we couldn't remember at the time, like, if we saw Brody again, which clearly we do. Yeah, we do. And the principal is coming out to the little courtyard, and he's about to post the homecoming queen announcement. Um, Zach's like, hey, Claire, you should go look. And she's like, there's no way in hell. You said it yourself. (laughs) It is a popularity contest. I am not going to be the queen. But she decides to go down and look anyway. And on her way down, she gets roasted by Jackie. She's like, you are not going to win. You're not going to win. Why are you even looking? You're delusional, Claire. And so we can kind of see the rift between Claire and her former friend there. And sure enough, she goes down after the principal has put it up. And who is homecoming queen but Claire? Woo! And she is confused. Jackie is confused. And yet behind her, all of the freaks and geeks and everyone that we pan through at the beginning of the episode are applauding. Because guess what? There are more people that are not the popular kids than are the popular kids at the school. Oh, yes. So Claire somehow won. And we'll find out the specifics of why she won here in a moment. But I'm going to go take a sidestep over to her father. Good old HRG. So... If you remember, he had eaten drug Isaac up so he could paint so he could save his daughter. Guess what? Isaac (laughs) didn't paint anything important to that. Instead, we see a little bit of a painting that looks like a man on fire, potentially. It's just like a bright red and orange and white painting. And he's understandably pissed. (laughs) He goes to Eden like, how the hell is this supposed to help me find Siler? And she's like, he is not a vending machine. He, you can't just put a coin in and he gives you what you want. And um, he's like, the emotions are clouding your judgment, Eden. And she's like, so are yours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, he's got to paint another. We don't have much time. We don't have much time. And she refuses. And he throws a folder down in front of her with like a bunch of photos of Siler's victims with their heads cut open. And that takes her aback. And then I believe she looks at him and she's like, it was a mistake to use Isaac. He can't help us. And I believe she was using her um, ability on HRG there. 
Would you agree? Oh, man. Because I, I feel like there was like a twinge of music there and I probably never picked on it before. Because, But the way she said it was like, it was a mistake to use him. He can't help us. She doesn't want to hurt him anymore. Yeah. She doesn't want to hurt him anymore. And immediately HRG drops it. And he's like, well, get to the high school. We're going to take Siler out. You keep an eye out for him. You let me worry about my daughter. And they pivoted from Isaac, who is recovering from after taking heroin. They're going to pivot to save her themselves. So back to Claire. So Claire is talking to Zach because she's like, I can't believe I won. And Zach's like, well, Claire, it's an unpopularity contest. Everyone who is not popular voted for her. And it wasn't that hard to convince them. So we find out that Zach actually campaigned to the other kids for them to vote for Claire for Homecoming Queen. Oh, he's such a good bud. And Claire was like shocked about the whole thing. And she's like, you hate this school spirit stuff. But he said he did it because it was important to her. And isn't that, isn't that just delightful? They're so great. I love Zach. It's lovely. And then he also has a gift for her. He gives her Chandra Suresh's book. He gives her Activating Evolution because he ordered it online because he heard there was a chapter about spontaneous regeneration. And he's like, this might be a good thing for you to read. And this whole thing has Claire taken aback about like, why are you being so nice to me? I'm never this nice to you. And Zach's like, well, why aren't you? <laughs> and as if on cue, Jackie comes stomping up to the both of them, deciding to be a massive bitch, which I know like the past several episodes, it's like, I don't remember Jackie being that bad. And she wasn't in the past, you know, eight episodes. This is episode nine, right? Yeah. Okay. So the past eight episodes, Jackie hasn't been that bad. She kicked it up to 10 in this episode. Major bitch. <laughs> and... She is like, you know, oh, you're talking to your gay boyfriend over here. Only one of you gets to wear the tiara. And Claire knocks her ass out. <laughs> it's so good. Just right to the ground. Flat, just flattens her out. She can punch. <laughs> yeah, she just, whew. They, they like to do that on the show, on this show with this, like, the one punch knockout of people. It's so, oh, I love it. Yeah. We immediately cut to <laughs> Claire back home. And she's like, what do you mean I'm grounded? <laughs> <laughs> and um you know hrg's like well you know no that's it you're grounded you're staying home you're not going to that game i don't care and she is just livid you know what this game means to me and he looks at her and says you'll live <laughs> if only she knew oh oh i love it and she storms up to her bedroom and sandra's like she's oh, she's gonna hate you for a long time for this one and we see him smile and he's like, let's hope so. Let's hope she hates me for this. Let's yeah, hope long she stays time. Home. Let's hope she can. Yeah. Let's hope she stays home. Let's hope she stays safe. <laughs> if only it were that simple, HRG. Yeah, teenagers, they're wily. So we see Claire a couple hours later laying in her bed depressed. And she gets a text message saying clack, clack, clack from Zach. So she texts him back. What are you doing? Throwing rocks at your window. Open up. <laughs> So she goes to her window and opens it up and he's on a ladder at her window and she's like, dude, I'm grounded. I can't. And he's like, who cares? Let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs> you only get to be homecoming queen once. Come on. She's like, I shouldn't. You know, I'm grounded. I'm going to get in trouble. And he manages to convince her to go. And she's like, all right, I'll go. But you're my date. And Zach's like, eh. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not your date. And... 
she's like, is this about what Jackie was said? Because I don't care. And he doesn't give like a clear explanation as to why he's like declining on being her date. But he's like, you know, I like who I am. I know who I am and it doesn't matter to me. I'm happy with who I am. And Mm -hmm. Claire is like, goes into how she finally realized who her friends are and that it's okay to be different. And it feels like watching it again, they were really pushing this like closure for Claire in this episode. Oh, yeah. Like this whole like she's finally accepting herself for who she is. Um, She's kind of like got the upper hand with Jackie. Uh, There was like a whole there was like just a line of things for Claire where it was like this kid. Maybe she's going to die. Maybe they're not going to save the cheerleader. Yeah, that's a good point. What if she dies? It really felt like that for Claire, especially rewatching it. Like, oh, man, this girl's going to die. <laughs> um, so we cut to HRG in a panic because Claire is not home. And Sandra is sitting all smug reading her magazine. And she's like, yeah, I saw them leave. They're kids. You know, it's homecoming. You were being too harsh. And he freaks out. And, like, you know, takes her magazine away from her, and he's just like, you do not know what you've done. She's basically let her daughter go run off to her death, and he Mm -hmm. can't tell her that. And now he's just got to hope that he and Eden can stop Siler before he gets to Claire. Tick, tick. Tick, tick. Do you have (laughs) anything to add to our little Claire lead-up to Homecoming? Only about Zach. Yes, go ahead. I had a feeling. <laughs> Did you? Um, oh, boy. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's not his last time on the show, but let's take a moment to talk about the whole thing with Claire and Jackie and Zach. Um, first of all, Claire's such a great ally, just knocking Jackie flat for being a homophobic bitch um, with all the horrible things she was saying more than once um, mm-hmm. about Zach. And I don't know, I, I, I've I, struggled with whether or not it would have been really cool if their original plan had come to fruition and Zach would have come out. I mean, I think you, you can talk about this. You know more about it than I do. I feel like it was something you followed more than I did at the, at the time. <sighs> I, I did. And I still and I still see stuff about it sometimes because the actor just recently came out himself. Um, mm-hmm. So... Basically, the plan was, was that a character on Heroes was going to come out. And everybody knew it was Zach. I mean, it was very obviously Zach. Uh, The thing about behind the scenes, though, is that the actor's people didn't want that to happen. They didn't want him to get typecast in the future because he was a young up and coming actor, you know, and they didn't want to ruin his prospects, blah, blah, blah. It was a different time in 2006 uh, and 2007. So... There was a bit of a behind-the-scenes kerfuffle, and uh, Thomas Decker leaves the show. And it's it's really unfortunate, because I really like what they do with Zach. Rewatching this even more so, uh, I thought they handled him so well. And this episode in particular is handled very nicely, because not only is it a really great thing where your expectations are, oh, this is the kind of thing we've seen in pop culture before, where, like, the... The, the weird nerdy kid uh, secretly wants the hot cheerleader and she just has to come around to him. But that's not what this is. Uh, he just wants to be her friend. He just wants to make her happy as a friend. 
And that's like so pure and so good and so rare in, to see in fiction ever uh, that it's not just some random heterosexual pairing lead up um, because that's what we're trained to expect. So I just really liked that. That Zach was just like, no, no, no. Like, I don't need to be, you know, I don't need you to be my date. Like, that's not what this is. We're just friends, you know, and that's cool. And it's a shame that they didn't get the chance to have Zach come out only because it could have been really cool and important for people to see. Because this was pre-Glee. You can't say enough how much Kurt Hummel and later Blaine Anderson changed a lot of shit in pop culture on Glee. You didn't see a lot of young teens on major networks uh, coming out like that without it being some sort of very special episode because there was a gay bashing or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been really nice to have a character like Zach who was getting nicely fleshed out as his own person and was just friends with Claire and was supportive of Claire. Uh, but it would have been also really cool to get him the chance to say who he was on a major network in prime time because representation is important and it matters. And it's a shame they didn't get the chance to do it. Uh, and it really felt like this was the episode they might have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just I just wanted to mention that. I, I really like how they handled it. I love how they handled uh, Zach being like, no, that's okay. Like, that's not, you don't need to be my date or anything. And how they handled Claire. She just, it wasn't just like, oh, what? You know, you don't want me now? So all of a sudden, like, she wasn't a random bitch. Like, you've seen this before in fiction. You've seen this badly handled. And I really like how well it was handled uh, with their story. And it makes me kind of sad that he couldn't be an out uh, representative character for people. Um, But if you know the backstory and you watch this again, like, you know, like he was. And it was nice to have him as a really great support system for Claire. And it would have been cool to see Zach have his own stories later on. But we don't get the chance to. And I just wanted to make a few notes about that because, yeah, it was an important thing. And it was a, a sad missed opportunity, but I get why it happened. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like their friendship. I always have. Yeah. I, I had a feeling you'd want to talk about Zach's more because, because I remember, I think reading it on like a blind item or something that that was going to happen. It was. Yeah. It was like, uh, Oh God, who was it? It was someone. Yeah. Yeah. But I was unaware of any of the drama behind it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do get more representation later in the series and I won't get into that because it is a spoiler. And also Clara Jason. So yes. You go, Claire. (laughs) We could have had it earlier, but we do get it eventually in a different way. We sure do. So that was, you know, we're in the buildup to Homecoming, to the actual main event. Mm -hmm. And we have to get the rest of our parties to Homecoming. Claire is on her way right now, but you know who else needs to be on his way? Peter Petrelli. So Keisha, why don't you tell us what's happening with those crazy Petrelli brothers? (laughs) those wacky kids all right um well first of all we don't start with peter let's start with nathan because he does show up in the episode for a a, a hot minute and i do mean hot minute waggle waggle (laughs) (laughs) no uh the first time we see a petrelli this episode it is nathan with simone in the loft and simone is facilitating the uh the painting over to Nathan because he got it from Linderman's collection. And it's, it's interesting because they open it. Nathan sees it. He's like, that's supposed to be Peter. 
And Simone's like, yeah, probably. Uh, looks like it. And it's interesting because Simone has taken a straight up 180, or at least a number close to that. Because she's Team Peter now. Uh, she wants to help him now. And she helps him throughout the episode, which is really cool. Uh, but first of all, Nathan sees this painting and he's like, okay. And he gets that determination face. He sets his jaw. Pazdar has a jaw and he uses it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so he's just sitting there having a a, a totally chill conversation because Nathan's never scarier than when he looks calm. Mm -hmm. Because he's got that, I don't even know if it's just like a military training thing or what. But Nathan's not like a, a shouty, like throw stuff kind of guy. He's a okay. He's a he's a, he, he's a mm-hmm, mm-hmm kind of guy who will go and open a can of paint while he's calmly talking to you and uh, take black paint and splash it all over the painting so it's ruined and Peter can never see it. And Simone's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And Nathan's like, "I'm saving his life." Because he believes that. He's not trying to be a dick. He's trying to protect Peter in his way, which is dickish. Um, (laughs) That's just who Nathan is. Uh, And selfish. But anyway, uh, he he wrecks the painting, mostly. You can still kind of see parts of it. You just can't see the the big part of it. uh, Other than the fact that, yeah, there's clearly someone who looks a lot like Peter, just twisted up like a pretzel on the ground, dead. So... Later on, Simone has Peter meet him in the loft. And first of all, can I just say I love that everyone's just hanging out in Isaac's loft. That's his home. Um, <laughs> he didn't invite anybody there. Uh, he's, he's off in Texas uh, detoxing again. Um, but everyone's just chilling in his loft. And I'm like, okay, I know Simone probably has a key, but that's not the point. <laughs> like, he's, everyone's just doing stuff there. Um uh, which is great because it's it's totally showing how it's going to serve its purpose later on as a uh, future set piece post Isaac. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if that's spoilery. Um, everyone hangs out in the loft. It becomes um, an important thing for a lot of characters. A lot of big stuff happens in the loft. So yeah, they're just hanging out in his loft, and Peter's like, "Oh, Nathan wrecked the painting. This is so Nathan." And Simone's like, "Okay, um, I probably shouldn't even show you this, but I'm going to." And she has a digital. Uh, copy of it. She has a photo of it. Because that's what they do. They send, like, that's what they do when they have, like, paintings and stuff. Because you need to have material for catalogs and websites. Mm-hmm. So, well done, heroes. Doth my my cap to that. Uh, so he sees it, and he sees himself, and he's like, oh. But the great thing about Peter is he sees that, and he knows it might happen, and he still goes, well, I gotta get to Texas, then I'm gonna figure it out, because Simone goes, hey, so I did some searching, Union Wells High School, that's in Odessa, Texas. And she's, she's sitting there, she's got the photo, she's telling him where it is, she's being a real good bud. They do kisses, uh, really <laughs> trying to further on the, the Peter and Simone thing. Um, which, they have a much better chemistry in this episode than they have in episodes past, because, uh, I feel, because they're being honest with each other now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really works for them. And it was interesting to see Simone come around, but after what her father went through, that's, that's a deep thing. That's harder to say no to mm-hmm. than just some weird kid. Yeah, she, she tells him where it is. He's got the painting. He knows what time it's going to happen. So he knows what he needs to do. And so he's off to Texas. Uh, meanwhile, in Midland, near Odessa, uh, at the Burnt Toast Diner, Ando's just been uh, hanging out because uh, he doesn't really know what else to do. <laughs> Um, Hero's gone, 
And uh, he's saying he's waiting for him, but I feel like Ando really also is just like, he's, he's worried, he's concerned, he, he can't leave. But what if Hero does come back? And also, he doesn't know anyone in America, other than Nikki, I guess. But um, <laughs> that, that's, that's not a good path to go down. Um, no, um, he doesn't know anyone, and so he's just kind of stuck. He's like, all right, so he's just hanging out in the diner. And uh, along the way, he realizes that Hero is in the photo on uh, Charlie's remembrance board. They've, they've put together a little shrine for her. And he's like, what is this? When was this? And Lynette, the uh, other waitress there, she's like, oh, yeah, hon, that was Charlie's birthday party. That was six months ago. And he's like, do you know this person? Like, do you know Hero? He's like, oh, yeah, her, her, and, uh, her and Hero are real sweet on each other. And Anna's like, oh, God, he's in the past and he's changing the past. And, oh, man, I really do have to just sit here and wait for him. And hopefully he can he can get back. He didn't mean to go that far to begin with, but here we are. So um, Peter gets a hold of Ando because he calls Hero's cell phone, which is in his uh, bag that he left behind. And he talks to Ando instead. And he's like, oh, yeah, hey. I love how Peter's just not even phased. He's like, oh, Hero's gone. Oh, damn. Well, Ando, here, listen. I'm going to Texas. (laughs) Like, it's all so fucking Peter. Oh, he's such a, such a gung-ho individual. Um, so he's like, okay, we got, you guys got to go to Odessa. It's going to happen there. And Ando's like, yeah, dude, we're already in Midland. We're really close. We're by the airport. And he's like, okay, great. I'm on my way. So eventually Peter shows up in Midland at the Burnt Toast Diner and he meets Ando for the first time face to face. And he's like, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Hero's stuck in the past. <laughs> and uh, because he met this girl who was a waitress here who uh, Siler killed. Well, he doesn't say Siler because he doesn't know. But he says Charlie's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, Charlie's dead, this waitress that he likes. And so he tries. he's trying to save her, but he's stuck in the past. He didn't mean to go in the past, but he's stuck there. So it's just me, bro. And um, because he says uh, he's got this really great bit where he quotes uh, Hero saying, like, you know, like, a man who's f- too afraid to use his power does not deserve to have his power. And so he's like, I mean, that's the thing is, like, Hero had to do this. He had to be, he had to, he had to step up. He had to be a hero and try to save this girl, which is relatable incredibly to Peter. And I'm sure he respects the hell out of it. And so Peter's like, well, come on, let's go. And Ando's like, uh, I'm going to sit here and wait. I can't do anything. I don't have what you guys do. I can't do anything. And Ando's like, ooh, how are you going to stop this? Do you have, like, super strength? Like, what can you do? And Peter's like, here's the thing, bud. Uh, unless I buy somebody with an ability, I don't really have one. <laughs> Oops. And Ando's like, oh, God, this guy's going to die. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> the face he gives him. He's like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> going to sit here and wait. Uh, but Peter's just so, he's just so determined. He, he knows that that's a fact. He knows the limitations of himself and his power, but damn it, this is destiny and he's gonna, he's gonna try. He's gonna try. So Peter shows up at the school first and he goes right to the display where Jackie's like the newspaper clippings and oh, she's our hero. And he runs right into Claire and they have this really sweet little moment where they, you know, get to see each other for the first time. And Peter is like... Oh, this has to be it. Jackie's the one to save because look, she saved this guy from a, a burning train wreck. And Claire's just real, she's real bemused by the whole thing. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Jackie's our hero. Like the way she says it and everything. I love it. She's just like, <laughs> uh, 
And Peter's like, yeah, well, come on, dude. Like, don't be jealous. Like, she saved a guy from a train. She's like, well, yeah, you're right. You know everything. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love how Claire interacted with him very much. Same. And so she's like, yep, I'm just a normal, I'm just a normal cheerleader. I'm, I'm nothing. You're right. I, I ain't got nothing going on. And Peter's so sweet. He's like, hey, it gets better. You know, life after high school, like all this will, this will go away. And she's like, okay, cool. And she leaves to go to the game and he's anxious. You know, you can tell he's anxious, but he's willing. He's, he's there. It's happening. And we, when we see this, the school again, we see Siler. He's there. He's in the building. And... He's also looking at the display of Jackie and he clenches his fist and everything. It's real extra. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the one. And I always, you know, it's funny. I'm sitting here and uh, this is me just being all like, but I'm like, it's like the whole like, would he have killed Molly thing? Like he's killed adults now so far Mm -hmm. and young people like 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 Charlie's young. Mm -hmm. This is a child still. A teenager is a child. I always kind of wondered if part of him was trying to psych himself up for this, the, for, for seeing her the first time. Oh, probably. Like, what, like when he clenches his fists, like, all right, I'm here too. I got to do this. This is why I'm here. It's, it's my evolutionary imperative. So we see that. And then we get a moment later on uh, during halftime at the game where Claire and Jackie uh, have this big interaction in the locker rooms and she's like i thought you were grounded and claire's like eh, it didn't take and um <laughs> when she says a lot that's that's a popular thing that a lot of characters say on the show and so they're sitting there and they're getting into it now because jackie has a black eye <laughs> from claire and uh, she's trying to powder it and uh jackie's like here's the thing i think you're a menace and i'm not just talking about this like you know punching me or whatever I think that you're a troublemaker. Uh, I don't understand why you're tearing your whole life apart. Like, we used to be friends. We were best friends. I don't understand why you're turning against me, basically. And Claire's like, yeah, well, I'm realizing who my real friends are now. And, you know, things are changing. And it's just nice. It's like a little slice of, like, just regular high school interaction. Like, hey, people change. And sometimes you get new friend groups. And sometimes you cut ties with the old ones, especially when they're bitches. And uh, so they're having this little interaction and they're getting into it. And Claire's like, let me tell you something. You didn't save that guy from the fire. I did. It was me. And Jackie's just like, oh, whatever. And they're walking out through the, (laughs) through the locker room. And suddenly the lights get cut. And Jackie's first response is to go public school suck, which is my favorite. (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines. In, in anything it's so good just she's not even scared she's just like oh this cheap bullshit um so she's immediately mad claire's immediately like oh my god something's wrong this isn't right she feels she's got like a spider sense if you will she knows something is not right and so she's going into the dark with jackie and jackie doesn't understand what the hell she's going on about she's just like dude the lights went off it's fine like it's okay we just gotta get back out there and they're walking through the halls, and Claire's suddenly like, no, wait, don't go that way. She just gets a sense, like, do not go that way. And Jackie's like, oh, you're being ridiculous. And they're just, you know, she's still just bitch, bitch, bitching at her. And it's the last thing she does. Because, true enough, don't go that way. Siler's there. He grabs her from behind. He pulls her away into the hall. He slams her against a locker. And he 
as we see for the first time, takes his finger, focuses his telekinetic ability like a razor blade, and slices the top of her head. Just slicing her right open. As she is screaming and kicking and there's blood everywhere. And Claire, to her credit, just immediately tries to stop him. Even though, you know, she doesn't even stop to think about how dangerous this guy is. Because, yeah, she can heal. So she immediately jumps on Siler to try to stop him. And he flings her aside really violently. And he finishes trying to get what he thinks he needs from Jackie. But you can tell even before he sees Claire get up and fix her jaw and fix her broken arm. I mean, come on, Siler. That was a little much, don't you think? <laughs> um, he just, he flings the shit out of her. Um, you can tell during the, while he's slicing and doing his thing, like it's not, it doesn't seem to be going right. Like it's, it's taking a long time. Something isn't right. And he looks over when he hears Claire get up. And he sees her heel and he's like, oops, I grabbed the wrong one. And without a second thought, just drops Jackie like a sack of potatoes and immediately is like, this is the one. And he starts going after Claire. And now when Jackie screamed, that got the attention of several people in the building. Uh, We saw Peter hear it and we saw Mr. Bennett. Cause he's there. And so everyone's aware that something's going down now. The people who would be aware. And so Siler is chasing Claire. Claire is booking it. She is running and she runs directly into the guy she met before at the trophy case into Peter Petrelli. And she's like, he's coming, you know, he, he, he's, he, we gotta go. We gotta go. Like they just, you know, don't take a lot of time to do exposition or anything. Just, we gotta go. This guy's coming. And he's like, run, Go outside, go to where there's lights, go to where there's people. He doesn't want to be seen. And so she runs away and he tries to step up to Siler. <laughs> and Siler's amused by the whole thing. Uh, he he likes to play with his powers in fun ways. And when Peter is, you know, at him, he flings the locker doors off at him, just like in the painting, hitting him with them. And Siler's amused, but he's also angry because this is getting in the way of his plans. So he's a little sloppy. So Claire is screaming and running and uh, she, she ends up getting to the stairs and Peter ends up being able to, you know, get in Siler's way enough that he's like, go, go run. And she runs to get back to the actual stadium where there's people, where there's lights, like he said. And Siler... When he gets to the top of an amphitheater, Peter does. Siler is just magically there all of a sudden, which we will talk about in our bonus episode <laughs> at length. Um, but yeah, he's just there and he's immediately like, who the fuck do you think you are coming in here messing up my plans? He doesn't say a single word, by the way. Siler does not say a single word this whole episode. Because uh, he's still a man in the shadows and his like reveal is a big part of like, oh man, this is an interesting villain. This is um, something a little different than what we normally see. Uh, So he grabs Peter. Peter grabs him. They struggle. They both fall off of the amphitheater. And they splat on the ground. And it looks like uh, Siler landed on Peter. So Peter actually broke his fall. Thanks, bud. Um, (laughs) He did. Um, Yeah, it's uh, if you want to be real shippy about it, this is their first meet cute. 
this is when they first meet. Um, so <laughs> it's 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 very uh, very violent and complicated, like all of their future interactions. Um, so we cut uh, to commercial. Actually, though, they actually fade out for the commercial. That's when it happened, and then you cut back, and Siler's gone. He has scopied. He's gone. Peter is all kinds of fucked up. His head's all wrong. His legs, his both of his legs, his hips are like if you took an action figure and twisted it completely around. He's that messed up from this. And you're like, oh, great. Peter died. Oh, no. Our hero is gone. This is getting dark. But if you recall, Claire ran right into him earlier. And she can heal. So using his empathic mem- uh, mimicry, which we haven't ever given the name to it. And I don't think they ever actually will. Uh, but he's an empath and he takes her ability and he heals and he heals in front of Claire who's just like oh no this guy's dead oh wait oh wait he's like me and so she has this really great moment where she's like oh my god this guy can do what I can do and and it's you know it's nice for her to like see like yeah dude you're not alone and so that's going to be a big important thing for Claire later on uh, especially because, you know, she had their whole thing with, like, her, her, her so-called bio parents, and then they were normal, and then, you know, it was it was very discouraging for her, but and now it's nice to be like, oh, no, like, there's there's people. I mean, yeah, Siler, too, but there's good people, too, who are able to, to do things like heal. And so he heals, and he, it's so great. It's such a great special effects moment. I love the special effects on this show, the practical effects of him, like, twisting his legs back around, like, oh, give me a second, let me fix this, uh, you know. And uh, he's okay, and Siler's gone, and he's like, we need to, you know, go find someone, you know, we need to, we need to get him. I don't know, I, I know, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but we need to find him. Peter, he goes, did I do it by saving you? Did I save the world? And she's just kind of confused, and she's like, I- I'm just a cheerleader, man. Like, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> like, I-, I don't know. And so yeah, she runs away to get help. She runs into Bennett. They got the biggest of hugs. And he's like, oh, my God, because she's covered in blood. She's absolutely blood soaked, but she's fine. And he's very relieved. And he's like, oh, my God, we're so lucky. And she's like, it's, it's not luck, Dad. I have something I have to tell you. And like, that's the, the cliffhanger for, for Claire. And we go back and we see Siler. He's limping away. He hurt his leg, but he's, he's able to walk, kind of. And he's, he's, you know, in the grounds outside of the school and he's trying to get away. But who's there but Eden? And this is the first time we actually see the full brunt of her power actually fully used and not just whispered in someone's ear. She's persuasive. Her ability is she can persuade people. She's there. She's got like this little voice effect. And she's like, you need to go to sleep. You can tell me all about yourself when you wake up. But first, you got to go to sleep. And he's fighting it, though, which is interesting. He's not immediately going down. It's only with the help of the Haitian, who was also there, that they are able to take Siler down. Which is really great foreshadowing for the fact that this guy is not easy to take down, and it has to be a group effort if it's going to be anything. Um, (laughs) He's not a one-on-one kind of guy. He'll win. And we go back to Peter, who is still... (laughs) He's still healing, which is so funny. I love when the when uh, right when the cops come, he's like, "Oh, my foot!" And he twists his foot back around, and um, whoops, forgot that. And the cops come, and who's this? Is this like twenty six year old man in front of the school, covered in blood, and uh, immediately they go for him, and they arrest him, and he's like, "No way! It wasn't me! We have to find him! We have to find him!" And nobody's listening to him. 
And so he's getting arrested, and that's uh, that's Peter's cliffhanger. And then we go back and we see. Well, I mean, hey, do you do you want to say anything else about Homecoming before we see where uh, what happened to Euro? I wanted to talk about how we got to see the paintings kind of come to life. Oh yes, big time. And you mentioned the locker painting, but we also get to see Jackie splayed out, just like the painting of the dead cheerleader. Yeah, it turns out it was her. They look a lot alike in painting. Like, yep, because HRG comes upon it. And we also yep, get to see Claire running up the amphitheater. And it's, instead mm-hmm. of being alone, Peter is right behind her. Yes. And um, so you, you come into question of like, did they change something? Uh-huh. Because was it Claire in that painting? Was it Jackie? Um, is Peter's presence there changing, just like changed both things? Uh, the only Could painting be. we didn't get to see yet is uh, Ando and Hero underneath the bloody homecoming sign yes but it also is like well i think you guys put the pages in the wrong order when peter was setting them up <laughs> yeah comic book boy get it right <laughs> that the the large painting with siler over the dead sheeler should have been on the other page nope yeah and then <laughs> yeah i didn't quite have the comic panels in the correct order um he tried <laughs> well i mean you know you assume you see a live cheerleader and then you yeah, see a dead yeah. one yeah so yeah was that jackie the whole time was it claire because we'll never things know. changed we'll never know <laughs> yeah the painting still came to life they just not as intended perhaps mm-hmm. or maybe yeah i think the only one that really seemed different mm-hmm. was her running up the stairs and then peter was right there yep because there wasn't as much of a moment with her just by herself yep no they were both booking it together yes <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Cool, cool, cool. Siler's here, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he first showed up last week, but he was just, you know, sipping coffee and killing a waitress. Now it's real. Now he's, like, getting involved in our main character's exploits and trying to kill him, you know, for fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, do you want to talk about Hero showing up or do you want me to do it? Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up the end. Sure. No, why not? All right. I mean, you know. So Ando is still at the diner. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine i would like i can't imagine being a waitress being like why is this guy here all day oh my god right <laughs> so he's still at the diner and we get this nice little transition where the table turns and we see that hero is sitting there and he's being poured coffee by <gasps> charlie and he lights up and he's like i'm here to save your life and she's like okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile the rest of the um staff are all like beckoning charlie over because they have her cake because it's her birthday they're like come on you gotta blow your candles out and so she goes over and she's putting a hat on and hero's just so excited that she's alive and she just like looks at him and smiles and calls him over to be over there while with the cake and clearly that's going to be where the picture comes from but Mm -hmm. that is our to be continued for the episode that is our wonderful to be continued that brings us right into what next week will be. And that is a flashback episode. They are, they are six months ago. Uh, Charlie's birthday was six months ago. So we were going to get to see many characters where they were in that time, which we would keep bringing up like "Hmm, six months ago. Everyone likes to say that. Hmm." Oh yeah. We're going to see, we're going to see that. We're going to see, all kinds of fun stuff that we've gotten little hints of so far in the narrative of the show. Get little answers for some characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little more insight. 
a little more insight, a little more fleshing out of perhaps some new characters. It's going to be good times. Uh, six months ago, was like this whole run of episodes is pretty great. Like, you get Homecoming, you get six months ago, you get Fallout. That's an amazing triple play. But yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us for our big Homecoming spectacular. Woo! Go team. Go team. Uh, yeah. So they saved the cheerleader. Let's let's talk about the world now, right? Let's let's get on that. Let's figure out what we're gonna do about that. There's still an explosion that's gonna happen in New York. We gotta keep that in mind. Thanks for joining us, and you can reach out to us on our socials. Our Gmail is eclipsepod at gmail.com. Send us a letter. Our Twitter is Eclipse Podcast on Twitter. You can throw us a, a message. You can DM us whatever you would like we are also we have a discord server that will be uh linked to in the show notes you know let us let us know how you're feeling this is the big time for the episode let us know if you're only tuning in now certain people because you like siler and you just want to do siler stuff and that's okay there's a lot of us out there who like siler i mean you know it really just the show picks up once he pops in so i i understand people wanting to wait and listen to those episodes only uh, but yeah, I'm I dare kind of say people out right now, but, um, Keisha, I dare say hi. there's an army of us. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Um, I dare say you are correct. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about that later, but yeah, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, reach out to us on our socials. Come play with us in our discord. Um, other than that, uh, we will see you next time. For a little fun in the past. Bye. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Hero practices origami, Nathan gives Peter a present, Nikki tries to balance being a working mom and, well, also a whole other person, and, oh, oh, my watch is broken. Do, do you think there's anyone out there that can fix it? Tune in. <laughs>